Hello everyone, I'm Karma Cut. And I'm Moy Dog, and welcome to Command Comms, the podcast where we talk about everything and anything related to tactical shooters. So hello guys, welcome back to another episode of the Command Comms. Today we're going to be talking about Postscriptum versus Hell at Loose versus Squad, what we liked about all these different games, and how Postscriptum met its unfortunate end as a low player count ended up being the norm. Before we do jump into today's episode, we're going to be talking about a new event that's going on this Saturday that you guys can join, both Moidog and myself. We're going to be playing in the Ocus Survival Mod launch event this Saturday, November 7th at 4pm PST. You can find out more in the link down below in the description or join the Ocus official Discord. But yeah, Moy, I'm pretty excited about this episode. This is an episode I think we're going to have a lot to talk about. There's a lot to compare about these two World War II games and then eventually going to Squad, just because Postscriptum and Squad are both made on the off-world core. Well, hold on. Let, let, we have to dial it back a second, because I think of that intro, you literally just said Postscriptum's dead. Did you just say Postscriptum's dead? I Post feel like dead, it's Karma? dead. I don't know. It, that's, we're going to find that out. We're going to hash that out today. <laughs> see, what what is the current situation of Postscriptum? Is it still alive and kicking? Is it worth your money? But I think we're going to reveal a lot of interesting kind of comparisons here, like in the features and just what they offer as games. And that's one of the things that always has kind of confused me is why does Postscriptum have such low player numbers when we start to look at these features in the game? Yeah, so when when I first looked at Hell Let Loose and Postscriptum, and I think everybody, anybody who's ever made a video on these games or streamed them, I'm sure you get these questions all the time. Hell Let Loose or Postscriptum? Which one's better? They're both World War II games, so I got to pick one, right? And I think when I first got into Squad and then I, I started to dip my toes into things like Postscriptum, I was absolutely blown away with how just great-looking Postscriptum is the type of mechanics and gameplay stuff that you got from having a logistics squad to having uh, just the, the type of bolt action rifles and weapons, the advanced armor mechanics. I mean, this is a really, really in-depth mod. Or, sorry, well, actually, no. Yeah, mod <laughs> that turned into an actual game, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so an actual development, an actual, the OWI core that can really stand alone and say, yeah, I mean, we we did have this old squad feel but we're actually a really completely new game and it was really interesting but when i first looked at hell let loose to be honest i i thought it looked great i it did not draw me and just did not just suck me in like postscriptum did but now we're a, a year and a half two years later and i'm kind of looking at both these games and i'm kind of scratching my head about the different directions that they both went yeah, it's really interesting, and I think we do have to go into that kind of a history lesson to talk about how both of the games kind of got started and just how they developed over time. Because as you said, like the paths that they both took, it's really interesting to see what they ended up doing with development and where that kind of led them to today. Because as you hinted on, Postscriptum was rumored to be a squad mod originally, and then eventually they came out saying that they were going to be a full featured game. And there's a lot of controversy revolving that decision. You know, is Postscriptum going to be worth it? Uh, can it, you know, deliver what a full game, you know, the expectations for a full game are? And I remember, just like you said, when Postscriptum released, there were definitely a lot of concerns that the game looked and felt a lot like Squad, similar to how Beyond the Wire right now is being compared to Squad. But when we looked at the features in Postscriptum, even from the get-go, they had commander assets in, I think, before squad. They had tanks, I think, before squad. They had the ability to, to turn out of the tanks. There were a lot of specific features in Postscriptum 
that didn't even exist in squad just because they're using the off-world core and they're able to work on those features rather than you know fighting the engine itself so they were able to deliver on that you know at that point in time the demand for these certain features before squad was able to fulfill those so we're, we're gonna have to go through all of it it's gonna be a great episode today i think just because there's so much that we're going to look into like postscriptum eventually adding gore eventually adding weapon resting just so many things that set it apart and still it was not enough to get it out from the hole that it dug itself from its launch so with okay we're in a hole we now we're, we're now 2020 we're in a hole when you first got into postscriptum let's you got to pick like top three things what was just oh my god this game is amazing for postscriptum what, what were those things for you? I think initially, right out the gate, one of the things that was really, really stunning was the commander call-ins, the aircraft, because you would see those things combined strafe. And I think we both agree, like commander assets, off-map assets, A-10s, uh, strafing runs from Spitfires, um, stupid dive bombs, all this stuff adds so much scale to when you're playing as an it's infantryman. Awesome. It's awesome. It looks great. It does. It's so immersive seeing the planes fly by, the A-10 just letting off its iconic Burt, and it's just, it's great. And that was one of the things where I would always, whenever they, whenever a commander would call in an air asset, I would always have to stop what I was doing, find the plane, and just watch it do its thing. Because it was just, it was so cool, because no game had that until that point. Um, what about you? Like, I know there's a couple things that we both touched on already, but what was the most stunning thing for you? Was it the graphics? Was it the environment? What do you think was the most appealing, attracting thing for Postscriptum? Well, so I, I am a Battlefield, uh, I guess, OG. I played Battlefield 1942. I kind of grew up with that game, Medal of Honor, uh, Medal of Honor Allied Assault. So I've always loved World War II. And the games that I guess when you know, back in my day, when I had a video game, it was like you you played things like Band of Brothers, you know, like you played mm -hmm. Saving Private Ryan. And we all, you know, being 30, growing up in the, the or getting into PC gaming in the early 2000s and uh, late, late uh, 90s, you had these types of games that were really just, just really story driven with World War II. And they were really immersive. The graphics weren't great or whatever. But this, when I first loaded into Postscriptum, this what is what I was imagining I was wanting to play back when I loaded up the original Call of Duty or the original Battlefield mm -hmm. 1942. Like, this actually looks like Band of Brothers. It, it's it's kind of slow. It's kind of gritty. Uh, the, the Especially when they added things like gore and stuff, which was insane. I mean, it looks the part. And being able to just dive in and take a Sherman and it it's not, you know, rolling super fast and just ramping up things like in battlefield five. I mean, it's actually a Sherman and you're moving, you know, you're moving with your infantry. You're trying to just kind of go slow and, and set up you know, fire and fire and move. You have logistics coming in. I mean, it would just, it felt like world war two. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think when I first got it, I probably played like that week you know, a good 20 hours of just diving into the postscriptum. And as I played more and more, I really enjoyed the little things like the turning out and things that you mentioned, the command assets. When I heard a Stuka, I just knew I was dead. Like that little siren that is just so amazing. It's so immersive. But I eventually got to the point where I don't know if this is just a gameplay loop thing, but I'd be playing postscriptum and that that immersiveness would wear off. And I would be like, all right, I'm 
now I've been playing this offensive game mode for now what feels like two hours and we haven't gone anywhere and nobody's talking and I don't really know what's going on and I just keep getting shot and killed instantly. I don't really know what's happening anymore, so uh, I'm going to bounce. And it felt like just the more I played, the more I kind of, that magic of World War II just kind of dwindled. Mm-hmm. I, I will agree with you completely. I think Postscriptum scratched that itch of like that World War II game, you know, watching Brand of, Band of Brothers or any other World War II show or movie or action show. It was like, that was the game. The scale of it, the the accuracy of it all. I still to this day believe that Postscriptum has the best tank combat out of all the large scale tactical shooters right now. Just the accuracy of it, the fun of it. Uh, I think that, Postscriptum did so many things with their tank combat that I thought that their tank only game mode would be a huge hit just because there was no other game like it that focused on multi-crew tank v tank combat so accurately and so well done as Postscriptum. Now you also touched on something that I also ended up facing is that that long game that kind of slog that gameplay loop that wasn't quite as refined as other games that led to a lot of i guess you could say burnout where rounds lasted very long but the short moments that you did have in those rounds were a lot of fun i think the gameplay in postscriptum when when you took it in small bites was some of the most gaming that i have ever had i remember a video talking about why i'd quit squad for a good period of time just because postscriptum was the superior product just in terms of better features more features more assets and better gameplay there was a huge a very long period of time where that was the only uh, game i played and i played it exclusively but for whatever reason despite having great gameplay amazing map design with good cover compared to squad uh (laughs) it was something about it just wasn't right and it was I, I need it. I, I want. I, I, were you playing one life events or were you playing postscriptum? I was playing postscriptum. We were doing normal. Are you sure? Events. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just want to make sure because I do know that I, I watched a lot of, you know, one life events and postscriptum and they're amazing mm-hmm. because those things are super immersive. But are you saying the, the actual just pug gaming in postscriptum was equally drawing for you? Yeah. The, I would absolutely love whenever i logged on with my friends and we hopped into a server it was just a good solid time i just loved all the tiny changes like people could pick up each other when you got picked up you had like half health there were a lot of tiny gameplay adjustments for postscriptum that i had been asking and pleading and begging squad to implement but they never did but postscriptum had these tiny quality of life things whether it be the rallies how the rallies worked or whether it be the spawn time these tiny things that just made the game play better than squad but it wasn't enough and i'm not sure if it's because the game ended up being plagued by controversy from launch because they you we have to remember this postscriptum released full like full release before squad did and it was based <laughs> off of it was based off of squad so that's like there's some that that had like a lot there was a lot of drama revolving around that there were issues with optimization and i think even to this day postscriptum for the majority of uh you know pcs has you know a rougher time running than hell at loose or squad so there's definitely some things that you know kind of really hurt the game 
but it's just i mean we're going to talk about hell at loose and compare these games all squad and all these features when you put them one for one postscriptum i think comes out ahead as far as features and it's just it's crazy how low their player numbers have gotten it's yeah i i think that's one thing where every time that i am thinking of the good parts of postscriptum it's almost like if i took postscriptum and I, I either created my own game mode or maybe added the squad game mode or something like that, I feel like I would enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Like things like as simple, we, I said it before in, I think, a, another podcast, like right-click to coax for vehicles. Yes. Uh, being able to turn out, uh, being able to, uh, some people are super into the gore, other people not, but you have your command squad, you have a logistics squad, armor squads, and the the different types of actual weapon penetration and rounds and velocity and things like it there's a lot in this game and it's it's pretty insane when you actually look at it yeah i mean off off the top of my head real fast like when we because i just want to get this at list out here before we move on when we talk about the features (laughs) when we talk about the features that postscriptum has that squad doesn't have they implemented tank first. They implemented commander first. They had, they have gore. They have weapon resting. They have turnout of vehicles. They had tanks before. They had um, right click to coax fire. They have, they they implemented the reset vehicles before squad did. So it's done better. Yeah, and it's, it's done, done better. better. Um, they there's parachutes. <laughs> you can para drop in postscriptum. I would love to see something like that in squad. Whether it's a commander call in, you call in one. Um, you know, C-130. I don't know how they do that. Maybe it's too gimmicky. Uh, <laughs> no, we're just going to jump right out of the Blackhawk, dude. Yeah, I mean, but there was just, they had mobile spawn points. The rally system was done properly. Uh, they had they had emplacements that were like the, the, the 88. Oh my God, was so much fun to use. There were so many like of these features that went, if you just took. Vehicle towing? Towing? Yes. If yeah, you, the, if, the, <laughs> the towing, the, the, the AT pack I'm like, guns. as we talk, I'm just, I'm thinking of all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, yeah, that's actually a lot. We it's got a lot. lot. You, I'm, I'm looking at this right now and okay, uh, I, I actually pulled up a Word document. So we don't have right-click the coax and squad. Uh, we have reset vehicles in squad, but you, it takes 45 seconds and you also can't shift left and right like you can in postscriptum. And knowing squad's terrain, uh, you kind of want to be able to do that. We don't have parachutes. We don't have any, uh, what, fast ropes? That's what we're trying to do. Yeah, we fast uh, ropes. Rallies coming. has always been a big question mark, and it's always permanent, unlike the, you know, calling your radio guy to reset your rally. Emplacements, it's funny that you say, actually, let's hold up here. Emplacements, I feel like this is one of the key parts of why Postscriptum, to me, tailed off. Because if you don't know how to play postscriptum or you're on a team that doesn't know how to play postscriptum you will never see an emplacement you will never see a vehicle or a, a, a pack gun toad you will never see anyone using these command assets you'll never see a logistics truck mm-hmm. and when you add in all of that stuff as much as I, i'm looking at you know this list that we had as much as that's great it's great if i'm i'm resting my weapon but if i don't have a team that's supporting me if i don't have an actual spawn points and command assets while the other team might have that one guy who's been playing since the beginning this game it just starts it starts almost like chugging like you're like okay let's all right one more spawn okay now we got to walk the across the entire map it's like these are all great features but features don't make a game true so i have a question for you then moy do you think that postscriptum's current status was almost purely 
community uh driven like do you think most of the issues revolving how the game grew and how the game eventually died or maybe died is too too hard of harsh of a word oh, man, you, just, you keep <laughs> nailing the coffin yeah, man you're I, nailing it right here and if you could tell i i love this game if you could tell like i i talk about oh, this yeah. game with passion i think it was a great game i never wanted postscript you even to just use it in in you said it in the past tense sir i know it's it's but like oh god why why do you think why what what ended up yeah. causing this was it the controversy from launch was it the player base it's it's weird so i've felt that postscriptum it, they have this weird it's it's almost you know we talked about beyond the wire last week and how they're flirting with the idea of making melee just amazing right mm -hmm. I, I feel like postscriptum is flirting with the idea of being hardcore and it is very hardcore you have things where like if you go down uh you you can't get picked up unless someone comes in with a syringe or if you're uh if you actually get you know what shot in the head blown up something like that you can't Instead get picked of, up at all mm -hmm. however anybody can pick you up but the user interface actually doesn't tell you that somebody's nearby unless they're a medic it's like this weird disconnect between, hey, you should wait for a medic. Uh, just kidding, anybody can pick you up. Mm -hmm. And then it, it, you have certain things like these. This gameplay is so hardcore. You have limited, you have limited what shells in your tanks, and tank on tank combat is just insane. If you don't hit the right angle on the the tank that you're firing at, you're gonna bank a shot and you're you're kind of screwed. However, you have this AT. That every time he sees you, you mow him down. But since there's no persistent ammo, the best thing to do is just keep charging that tank until you finally get a Panzerfaust shot off. And it's like all this weird stuff that is so almost hardcore and just a little bit too arcadey that when you combine it, I feel like when you add a thousand tickets or I don't even know how many tickets they have on offensive or whatever the, the main game mode is called, it's you just it gets a, it gets a drag. Like if you want to be completely hardcore, let's go full hardcore. If you want to be a little bit more arcadey, like hell let loose, then let's do that. But it's kind of just, I feel like they, they were writing, as you said, the community lifting them up and saying, Hey, we love this game. And then as they started progressing and like, okay, we need to add more content. They kind of got lost. Yeah. I, I, I totally understand what you're saying where it kind of feels like they have to pick a side and choose a direction. I, I also kind of understand where they're coming from. Like they want to try to appease, you know, a good amount of people, like a wide range of players. So it's just this really, really delicate line that maybe they could have walked a little bit better. But still, even looking at how they walked that line, I don't think it was damning enough to put the game into the state that it is now. And obviously with Hell at Loose, we've seen that there is a demand for World War II tactical shooters. It's just not post-scriptum. Is it because they looked and felt too much like Squad? Did they not? I mean, one, one possible reason is because they didn't do much for marketing or you know anything of that nature. That being said, have you seen the post-scriptum trailers? Most of them are absolutely amazing. amazing. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to me. It's very cinematic. Yeah, but it's. I do think if we're going to, if we want to start to bring Hello Loose into the mix, I mean, they have what a whole separate marketing company for them, right? Yeah, they're. I think they're with Team Seventeen. I think it's. Uh, I think that's who they're with. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, yeah, so there's a lot got, of experience. You have there. an actual company, one hundred percent 
taking the game and saying, all right, devs, you do your work. We're going to do our work. And it's, it's night and day. And this isn't anything bad against OWI or the, the devs at Periscope because they've done great work, but you have that that's literally just their job. They don't have anything else other than, Hey, we're going to promote this game and we're going to make it awesome. And that level of just in your face and constant updates and just connecting with the community that a whole separate entity is able to provide is so much better than, you know, a group of people trying to do it all. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it feels like sometimes. And like, I, I want to reiterate, that's nothing against anybody at Periscope or OWI. It's just, it's almost like, uh, you know, two different games, two different leagues uh, it, when it comes down to it at times. And I, you kind of touched the OWI core. I don't necessarily think that's a negative, you know, especially to new people. There are some people who've only played Postscriptum and they find out squad because of Postscriptum. Mm-hmm. So I, I really don't think that's, that really comes into being a negative. Uh, I, I really just think there's some, these games, we said it, I think what, uh, on episode one, we think everybody's seen squad. Uh, no, it's actually a very small player base when you actually look at it. These are very niche games. And when you get into historical shooters like World War II, that's even a, a smaller niche because some people just honestly don't care for World War II. Yeah, I, it's it's really interesting. I, I'd like to touch on that point where you mentioned like it feels like two different leagues. That is something that is very apparent. Like when you actually go with an established, I guess, publishing company, um, is is Team Seventeen has done a really, really, really good job building up Hell at Loose to feel not necessarily like a triple a title but triple a esque as far as how they address the community whereas i know that you and i and and the majority of squad players have always felt a disconnect between the squad player base and the devs and i think that's just because i don't know i i think here's what i'll say I think Squad has a lot of advantages and a lot of respect for being one of the first of the new generation large-scale tactical shooters from uh, Project Reality, where they came out and they kind of set the tone for how uh, tactical shooters on the scale would look and feel and play like for a short duration, for a sizable amount of time until the next competitor came out, right? And then Postscriptum comes out, and they're able to take the lessons learned from Squad, iterate on them, fix some quality of life things, make the game better, and push that out. But both of these games using the off-world core and using that kind of resource pool both of them squad and postscriptum did not have the marketing experience that team 17 could then bring in for hell at loose where hell at loose now is the third iteration or the third um you know competitor in the ring and they're able to take the lessons learned from squad postscriptum and just use all of that information to really propel them ahead and i think that you know, that's just some, one of the things that I think Squad and Postscriptum, I don't know if they just didn't consider or they thought they were, you know, far enough ahead. But Hell at Loose really came in swinging real hard with making sure that their product was, you know, properly marketed, properly branded, looked different enough and could fix and, and didn't fall into the same um, pitfalls as squad and postscriptum. So I think it's really interesting to see Hell at Loose take all that energy and all that kind of uh, that momentum and to this day continue to pump it out. I mean, they're even hitting on the Eastern Front now, which is a whole nother theater. Like Hell at Loose is chugging along. They have a plan. They feel like they have a, you know, very focused studio. And like you said, that helps with Team 17 able to both figure that out, how to market that publicly and communicate that. It's just 
really, 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 really interesting to see how much a communication line between the community and the devs, how much that can really warp or change the perspective of the player base. So we, I, people don't even know. <laughs> Do you used to say Eastern Front? That's like, right. People yeah. Like, exactly. Like people don't even, I don't like if you've just been in squad and maybe post cryptum, you're going to be like, wait, did, is, did he actually mean Easter front? Yeah. Like that's ridiculous. The amount of progress. I mean, you're looking, even if we go, this isn't even the, the same realm of tactical shooter, but battlefield five, a triple a game didn't even get to the Eastern front. That is, that's ridiculous in a world war two game. So this is going to be since what red orchestra two, I believe the the last time that we've probably actually had a eastern front tactical shooter can you think of anything else um no i don't <laughs> nothing yeah, comes been to a mind long time, yeah, yeah yeah nothing's come to mind yeah that's and it, it's amazing the they actually are going into this theater and they're not just you know it's not just content for content's sake i mean this is genuinely you have new models you have new weapons you have new vehicles you have obviously the theater itself and new maps i mean this is impressive stuff and as a, if we're looking back onto probably the the last content update for postscriptum and hell at loose was carentan and it was really interesting that both of them came out with carentan at about the same time but i uh, i <laughs> I don't want to say like one won and one didn't win, but one definitely like I feel Hell at Loose won the Battle of Carentan. And both games, however, lost for optimization. I feel like uh, if you played during the Carentan launch for either game, you were probably you wanted to play it so much, but you ran into optimization problems and you're just kind of frustrated. I feel like I heard positive things and fixes from Hell at Loose that solved Carentan problems. But unfortunately, about that time is if I'm, I could be wrong. You might want to f help me with the timeline here. Isn't that when we ran into some dev problems with Periscope? Yeah, recently, or I guess not recently anymore, but a good chunk of the devs at Periscope just up and left uh, the Discord and, and, and the company um, in a very short period of time. And that was really alarming for the greater Postscriptum community. And I think that's kind of telling because I don't think that was the cause of the decline. I think the decline in Postscriptum, you know, was already present. And then the addition of the news of like the devs leaving was just an added nail in the coffin. And I really hate to say it, but it feels like Postscriptum is just on its last legs. It's just trying to get the SDK out. Um, and, and that's where that community is right now. I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel for Postscriptum, even though I'm rooting for it like really, really hard because it that game does hold a very special place in my heart because it was like one of the most fun games I played for a good amount of time. But it's just crazy to see out of all three games, Hell at Loose is just doing the best of trying to stay competitive, trying to, you know, consistently improve and not just add things. Because I feel like that's the issue that Squad and Postscriptum kind of ended up in was, well, maybe not Postscriptum. Squad, <laughs> let's focus on Squad first. Squad, I feel, is in this really, really weird spot where over the past year and a half, maybe, 
there haven't been any major like gameplay changes it's just like we're set on how the game's going to feel and play and we're just adding content and i think that when you have games like hell at loose coming up that are constantly adding like a ton of new uh features or 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 new ways to shake up how the game plays and feels i think it's like it's really hard to compete when your only selling point for squad is that it's contemporary right because eventually hell at loose is going to have you know better looking graphics going to have i mean hell at loose we have to remember hell at loose came out with 100 players before squad did now granted yep. squad came out with you know vehicles and all the other stuff before but that's almost speaking to that, that's almost not even an advantage anymore for squad because hell at loose is coming out with all these things now they've got tanks in they've got commander assets in hell at loose is feels like and maybe this goes back to you know once again team 17 just doing a great job with the marketing and the the communication and the and the the all the information that's coming out but hell at loose feels like they're just getting started and they have so much more that's going to improve the game whereas it feels like squad and postscriptum at this point in time have run out of steam if that makes any sense so it's really interesting to see and take a look at all three of these games because they're all large-scale tactical shooters that is the one thing that kind of binds them all together granted we have a couple of differences squad is contemporary um hell at loose is a little more arcadey postscriptum <laughs> having you know the most features but the lowest player base it's just it's so it's like a huge study right it's very intriguing well, do, to me do you so between all of these because i actually i really like postscriptum it's funny you, you said you like postscriptum's armor because I, I understand why you would, because it's, or why anybody would, because it's extremely in depth. And if you don't hit it right with the right angle and everything like that, you know, it's not going to work. Uh, I actually, I really like Hell Let Loose's armor, and I absolutely hate the infantry combat in Hell Let Loose. Like, I can play it for a little bit, but if you don't actually have maybe a coordinated squad or group that you're playing with, Dude, I it's the the gameplay itself. I like I like the gameplay. Like I I like the ability to push into a sector and you can kind of see your whole team is taking the sector and then you go to the strong points and you you know it's more intense in the strong point and things like that. I really like how they have your game modes. I think the replayability in that is really really good. But when you add the infantry grind fest, it just it's if I could have postscriptum be postscriptum but have hell at loose game modes i feel like i would enjoy it more i i totally see where you're coming from i i think i like postscriptum armor because it's it's extremely realistic it's it's historically accurate the they they added the implement or they added the feature where if you died in the tank you could spawn it back in and you could just immediately get back in which was is still something it's oh god it's still something that i'm waiting for in squad because i think armor <laughs> that's, respawn dude, times that's not gonna that's not gonna happen uh, the, the, the community would implode if you don't i that's what i i'd like if you want to just just be armor in hell at loose you can just be armor mm -hmm. i think that's really cool you don't have tickets you don't have obviously there's there's a, a, a pro and con to taking your armor out and hell let loose because if you're not effective in it, whatever, but you're not just throwing away tickets like you would in squad, you know, mm -hmm. like it, it makes it in one hand, it's awesome because it makes it super important. But on the other hand, it actually removes, it almost removes the importance of the tank other than just, Hey, let's make sure there's a good person in the tank and hell let loose. Like there's a little bit give and take, but it's just, I, I don't know. It's when I'm even outside of the armor stuff, 
there are some things that like when I watch the cinematics of Hell at Loose and when I get in game for armor, I, I feel it. But when I play the infantry, I feel like it's a it's a little clunky still. The UI, I, oh, oh my god, I can I am so glad they removed the what suppression effects that was originally in the game where you would start to lose saturation and color <laughs> and darkness, like all this crazy stuff. Like I'm so glad they started to move away from that. But even the UI, you can't open your map when you're dead. You can't move around the map. Like I always live in the map in Postscriptum and Squad, and I can't do that in Hell at Loose. So it's all these little things that they just kind of grate at me that when I'm playing as infantry in Hell at Loose, I just, I feel like I can't just, I, I don't have control like I do in, in Postscriptum, if that makes any sense. No, I totally get you. There's So we I know we haven't really talked about Hell at Loose much in this podcast yet. So, I mean, let's let's jump straight into it, right? So... One of the biggest things that I absolutely love about Hell Let Loose, and this is a question for, you know, the greater high level like thoughts on tactical shooters is does having a ticket based system, is that necessary to making a game hardcore and tactical and and is that really, really necessary for the genre? Because I think what Hell Let Loose has done is they've shown that if you remove the ticket system, yes, you, you no longer have to worry too much about dying. But what if you made deaths, you know, still punishing and you made it objective based? Because I think this is one of the things that kind of ends up being an issue in squad. And it's why I don't really enjoy squad too much is that in squad, you have this whole idea that it's a hardcore, realistic, um, tactical shooter, right? But when you think about it, it's just a tickets math simulator, right? The, the, the and when you get down to the actual, how you went around, what you're doing there is you're mathing out in your head. Can I get more tickets than I lose in this situation? And I don't necessarily feel that's immersive, right? Or that's like fun or good for gameplay. Because I think that having a ticket-based system, you start to break that immersion a little bit. Oh, no, don't take out the Bradley because if you lose it, we're going to do this. Oh, if we lose this fight, whereas like in Hell It Loose, what you end up having is a punishing game where if you die, it sucks. You lose a tank, you got to drive it all the way back in. You know, low health, low time to kill. It's it's incredibly punishing, it's hardcore, but it's not based remotely on tickets, which means that armor can do what armor needs to do in order for the team to succeed at achieving a goal without fear of like, oh, you know, we can't use this because the more optimal thing to do would be to keep all the tanks, but you, you don't have any yep. of those issues in Hell at Loose. And I think that's, that's eye-opening. That was eye-opening for me. It's like tickets don't make these games hardcore, you know, or punishing or immersive or tactical teamwork does and communication and implementing more features that can assist and encourage that whether it's postscriptum and hell let loose's organization for platoons which better freaking come the squad whether it's modding <laughs> or whatever like that is what makes hell let loose feel so good it doesn't like sure it's arcadey in the sense that you respawn and die a lot sure but when you look at how teams achieve certain goals and i guess maybe this comes down to why do people play these games for me it's the teamwork I want games with teamwork. So if I can get 40 guys, 50 guys in hell at loose to work as a team without worrying about tickets because people do stupid stuff when they start worrying about tickets. Like, oh no, <laughs> we can't use the about? helicopter and park it over there because if you lose it, we'll lose the tickets. Or, hey, you know, we don't need to use the tank because there's nothing you can really do with the tank. And if you lose it, you're just going to lose the tick. Like, hey, hell at loose has cracked the formula for this. And this is something that I think is, like I said before, incredibly eye-opening. Armor crews feel like they're important. They have a job to do. 
it's okay if you need to die in order to help the team. I think that's really, really important, is that sometimes death is necessary. And I don't think that makes hardcore games less hardcore, right? Is uh, dying a lot? Like, I don't necessarily, and that's my take. I'm, inter I'm interested in your take. Do you think tickets are that necessary to hardcore tactical shooters? Or do you think we're starting to see, especially with Postscriptum and Hell at Loose, a transition out from that kind of, I guess you could say, arcade game mode, ticket-based arcade game, or not arcade, ticket-based game mode, uh, and pivoting more towards these other objective-based game modes? No, I, I, I actually, I completely agree. And it's it feels like a carryover from battlefield it obviously is because post or not postscriptum uh sorry project reality on battlefield 2 base you, that you kind of you live and die by the tickets of your team and adding tickets for different types of vehicles and assets is just it makes sense for a carryover and it's it's something that is i feel like it's so ingrained like your your life has to have some type of meaning that you can reflect like your team is going to be better or worse because you die. And I should see it on the scoreboard as, aside from my, my kill and my kill death ratio. But it, it seems like when you start to play games like hell let loose, where you just throw mass bodies at the objective and you can just, if you want to be the tank, you can be the tank. If you want to move your infantry squad. And if you get lit up trying to move across this field, the only thing that you're harming is that you know the two minutes or whatever that you wasted you're actually not necessarily hurting your team directly by tickets and i feel like that's how they've gotten a lot of these new players into really liking these types of games because the hardcore uh i don't want to say salty vets or whatever i mean you've run into these people in squad where it's like, hey, what are you doing? You're a stupid new player. You can't take a transport and go do this. You just gave him five tickets. You you just built a fob where you thought was important, but actually you just wasted 10 tickets and all the time and all this stuff. And the ticket meta is can be really frustrating. It can be just really exhausting. But when you just when you add the hey, we just need to play for this sector, and it doesn't matter what happens on the ticket side of things, I, I do think you actually you allow for the the players to be a little bit more uh, make up your own strategy hey if it screws up for us you know whatever but we're going to see if it works hey let's try to take this tank in this stupid place and if it works we actually might get a really nice hold down place but if it doesn't hey you know we need to respawn and just you know find a better way and if you do that in squad or postscriptum even though you can respawn vehicles in relatively short time in postscriptum it is extremely punishing. Like you can lose what just a, maybe a, a half a dozen vehicles in postscriptum, and you've pretty much crippled crippled your team compared to Hell Let Loose. I know when we've like tried to take some tanks out, you just get blown up immediately, and it's like, all right, whatever, you know, just let's keep trying to make it work. But the hardcore nature of the game isn't built in that ticket. It's built in how you're actually playing. And I, I do think the immersion, the incident, the explosions, the slower paced gameplay is what makes it hardcore and what, what makes it fun. But these, the, the gameplay, I think, is what we really need to focus on when, you, when I try to explain the difference between Hell at Loose and Postscriptum. I might use the word arcadey, but I, I do try to focus on the, you're almost playing as an entire mob wave team in Hell at Loose. 
Whereas Postscriptum, you're really, it's, it's a slower paced, tactical, almost chess match at times. Whereas some people might really enjoy that with Postscriptum. But if you just want to have fun and kind of have some tactics and kind of have some strategy, Hell at Loose is probably going to be more entertaining for you. Yeah, I, I, I do like how you mentioned that the tickets system feels like leftover. That's exactly what it feels like. It feels like a freaking relic that we that no one is trying to innovate on like a better game mode. Like the whole AAS, like, oh God. I It's like the whole like capturing flags kind of like, okay, and then we get to, like, it just feels so old and just overdone at this point, which is why I really liked, you know, both Hell at Loose and Beyond the Wire shaking things up with like we don't care how many tickets you need to do but this is how you win the game you push the line back or you know whatever you need to do to capture these certain sectors and zones that's what you need to do and i think that is one of the reasons why i like these games because you said it before when you remove the ticket restriction your team gets more creative more bold and is willing to do certain strategies together because they know that if you will never see a mass charge. I'm, I'm switching it up here, but let me put it this way. You will never see a mass charge in squad where all the squads are trying to nail a, a, a flag on AAS. Because if you fail that, you get rolled back to main and the game is over. <laughs> and and, yeah, and, and the tickets are gone. But when you have that in Hell at Loose and Beyond the Wire, you have the majority of the team trying to do things together as a full platoon beyond the wire you have the entire 50-man team ready ready to make that charge across the open across open mg fire to get into the objective in hell at loose you have guys who are just throwing their bodies trying to get onto the point trying to trying to assist each other and the whole idea that like your death means something it still does in Beyond the Wire and Hell at Loose. It just doesn't mean that you lose a ticket. But still, not like dying a lot hurts your team in the sense that you lose map pressure. Your tanks, if they keep getting blown up, the enemy tanks start rolling up on you. You start getting pushed back. You are still being punished in these games. You just don't have the added punishment of tickets, right? So that's like a whole thing that is I have to really, really lean into because it's it really is different. And I really do think that there's, you know, maybe another iteration past this that will be the new, like, oh my God, this feels so fresh and so new kind of game mode that could be the key to the next tactical shooter. Because we need to iterate off of this ticket, capture the flag, okay, next flag, oh, we lose this, go back kind of game mode. Because it's just, it's getting old. Game after game after game is doing it. And it's nice to see. And I want to encourage and thank Hell It Loose and and uh, Beyond the Wire for trying to, you know, continue to push the limits here. Because I think change is needed for improvement changes needed to evolve and we're i think we're we truly are getting there because man i'll tell you having no tickets is just really refreshing because you get people <laughs> who are really willing to to do what needs to be done on the team-wide scale to get that objective and it's just well, awesome to see that teamwork come together yeah there are times and if anyone's played a lot of squad you have some people where you know, I, I kind of get it sometimes when I'm streaming. I'm sure you get it. People are asking like, hey, why are you using a vehicle like that? Why are you setting up like this? That isn't like the the best way to do that. And it's like, dude, I, I we've played this so much that, yes, a challenger is its optimal range is what, like 2000 meters away? No, like screw that. I'm going to I'm going to shove this challenger into the tiny alleyway of Al-Basra and try to blast my way through taking out as many people as I can and come out the other side. And if I do, great. If I don't, then eh, it sucks. I'm sorry about the 15 tickets. But it's like I'm 
these tickets, they're so restrictive sometimes that it just, it, it puts you in positions that you don't want to do things unless you kind of feel like, eh, screw it. I I'm weighing the option of, am I going to have fun or am I going to hurt my team? And sometimes you're like, screw it. I just kind of want to have fun. Yeah. And the, the, the hell let loose thing, it allows you to do that without hurting your team so directly. But as you said, obviously, yeah, if you just keep wasting your tanks, you're going to lose map pressure. If you just keep running across fields, you're going to start getting, you know, flanked and start losing areas and things like that. But it's not so just harsh where you could, <laughs> I'm sure you've opened up your map. You've seen a squad push across a field and lose a Lodgy, lose, lose, I uh, maybe a support car, like a, you know, a Matt V or a scout car, something like that. All of a sudden the fob goes down and they're nowhere near the objective. And you're like, dude, you literally just burned probably 40 tickets for nothing. And now we have a quarter of the tickets we had before because you're just plain stupid. Mm -hmm. And it's that mindset is frustrating. One, because I, I hate like thinking that sometimes because I've we've all done that. But at the same time, you're just like, dude, play for the objective, play for this, play for that. And it all comes down to these tickets. I, I feel like if if squad did at least have a game mode where it's more of a sector, like I think they try to do it with territory control. If you remove the tickets from territory control, I actually think it would probably play better. And you have the territory, obviously need some tweaking, but the whole territory and tug of war over the territory would probably be a little bit more like the hell let loose sectors than this constant just ticket grind, which really does, as you said at the beginning of this, it's, it's literally just a math problem when you don't want to be thinking about math when you're trying to shoot and and running around in a tank and blow things up it's like the last most least immersive things you can completely do in a game yeah it removes all of the the it removes all the incentives for trying to come up with you know really outside of the box strategies right because a meta develops like this is where you want to sit when this is the flag and we only use these vehicles because these vehicles will be useless here and you don't want to run the squads all in because but like i think this really revealed why i love games like postscriptum or hell let loose or beyond the wire or squad invasion is because you get the most immersive moments when i take the entire team and we just try something and if we lose yeah. and if we fail if we fail that initial attempt then screw it we regroup we try to hold the line and we do something else right but in squad you can't do that because you do it once and your team is doomed so you end up having these really safe plays these really these really standard plays happen in squad where in hell it loose and in, and in beyond the wire you end up seeing like and i'll even force I, i'm not gonna lie when we play squad invasion i'll force this a lot where i'll take the entire platoon and we'll try to run a convoy on invasion straight into the first point and i don't want to be punished for that because you're already getting punished by you will lose the game if we keep doing that and we keep we, we keep dying you can do that once and lose the game <laughs> yeah within the first five minutes yeah but i want to be able to try multiple things with the full platoon on these maps if that makes any sense so that's that to me is why i play these games that's that's why i think a lot of people want to play these games is because it's huge scale really immersive stuff and you can really unlock that when you get rid of the whole tickets, right? Because let's say we take Narva Invasion or any squad invasion map. I take, I try one thing. I try to do a full uh, armored convoy platoon rush straight into the point. I try to do, okay, that doesn't work. All right, let's figure out the next thing. Maybe we do, we walk in all four infantry squads from this side. Okay, maybe that doesn't work. Then we try something else. But in squad, it's like you get one try. On, inva on most invasion layers, you get one shot. 
You fuck up that first shot on that first invasion layer, on that first point, and that map's over. So it's kind of like, is is that well, what makes you... the game hardcore? Is that what makes it very like? I, I, I feel <laughs> like you're you're oh okay you're the type of guy you lose you lose the first push you you type GG in all chat don't you you go no, over command no. you say G oh GG <laughs> that's it that's all we got I that's might not do it got. publicly but I'll tell you that's what's <laughs> yeah, going it, in the back of my head is like well <laughs> we've only been given enough tickets for one good push uh, I guess yeah. we just kind of like grind it out from here but it's like. You know the feeling. If you don't take that oh, first yeah. or second point on invasion pretty clean, it's like you're you know you're gonna just sputter out and lose momentum. You know, actually as as we talk about this, I actually feel like postscriptum now makes sense. They've added so many tickets, they they never broke the mold of of leaving the tickets. So they just added a boatload of tickets, so it didn't matter. That actually had like an aha moment because how many tickets do you have do you even know how many tickets you have and uh, i don't think i've ever lost a postscriptum offensive mode on tickets as as it's, that, it's, it's a, an ungodly amount of tickets right yeah. you play out the I, full I two almost, hours yeah yeah i almost feel like they tried that because they know world war ii was more about bodies than tickets i feel like it, if honestly there was any chance of postscriptum to just get back in there in the mix with hell at loose you need to be that's okay we had this on you know, let, if we're looking at uh, kind of the matchups for Postscriptum and Hell at Loose, when we were kind of talking and pre preparing for this, we were also talking about future content and things like that. You know, our, our roadmaps for both of these games. Um, it's really interesting if we bring it all the way back near the start of the podcast or middle, where, wherever we mentioned Eastern Front. We're talking about, like, we like the game mode of Hell at Loose. Uh, we, we like that they're now adding content. You got campaigns coming out. You got all these kind of grand scale. I mean, they're doing a lot of positive stuff that I feel like is is what the community wants. And then when you look at Postscriptum, we might be getting an SDK, which will maybe add the like the Eastern Front if or the African uh, Front, you know, if people can mod it. Uh, but we know modding and uh, either Squad or Postscriptum, it's pretty. It, it I don't want to say it it fractures the the community, but a lot of people don't play modded maps. But then when you look at the Hell at Loose roadmap and compare it to like the Postscriptum Trello board, it's like it's like a night and I'm excited when I look at Hell at Loose stuff. I, I look at the Postscriptum uh, Trello board and I think like, OK, uh, removing the dead cows from Arnhem, um, <laughs> a, a, a real time strategy building mode for commander logistics. Uh, maybe you have, you know, there's now updated tank steering, reloading animations are being fixed. There's nothing exciting here. These all might be decent fixes, but there's actually like, there's no hype. There's no big things that I feel I can, can really pick the game up. E even if it was just a content injection, like, I feel like there's just, it's almost like I was joking at the beginning of the uh, of this when I said, "Did you call Postscriptum dead?" But we've kind of there's I, I don't know what we can do to try to improve this. Maybe it's removing the tickets. Maybe it's a completely new game mode. But I'm kind of like uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel here of what I can do or what I can answer with when people say, "Hey, should I buy Postscriptum?" Because I'm kind of if you like if you like to role play and if you're in a milsim unit, dude, you're gonna love Postscriptum. Uh, is that it? Is that all we got? Yeah, I think once again, we go back to that note of like Team 17 really helping out with the presentation of information that like looking at the Postscriptum Trello board, I think that 
its presentation, right? I think a lot of what Postscriptum's failures were was just presentation of information, right? Because when you see, like, Squad was able to just ride off the initial hype of like, oh, it's the new Project Reality. It's the, you know, first of the new generation of tactical, large-scale tactical shooters. And Squad was able to just ride that out the entire way through. But when you're coming in second or third, like, you really need something to to get your name out there, right? But Postscriptum, like, it didn't have any of that at all anywhere at any point in time yeah. it was always just like internal okay yeah we have they had a community manager i think it was snazzy and snazzy did a good job for what he could do but you need like when hell at loose comes out freaking swinging with team 17 and the way they present information like you're gonna lose that information battle you're gonna lose that publicity battle and it was just it's really really interesting to see how important that presentation is because perception is reality right so if the game looks like it's dead if the information coming out of a studio looks dead people are going to think it's dead doesn't matter how much that dev studio is working right doesn't matter how much is planned how much is yeah, it's going to come out yeah it's really unfortunate so i mean the one studio that i would say really needs to pay attention to the lessons learned from postscriptum is going to be rsi right beyond the wire like they really need to focus on that like making sure that they don't fall into the same kind of pitfalls that that ps did because they have all the information they have all these these case studies that they can essentially look at you know how did squad get successful how did how did postscriptum get successful why did postscriptum die why is hell at loose doing so well rsi has a lot of information that they can use pushing forward with beyond the wire it's really interesting to see how they're going to iterate on all this and how they're going to improve things i think they've already done a great job as far as like taking le some lessons learned from Proscriptum, whereas, like, making sure that the game looks as different from Squad as possible. But even then, we're kind of we're kind of getting, like, into the realm of, like, it's not... It might not be enough, right? <laughs> it might not be enough. So I need to see what Beyond the Wire... I know we weren't even supposed to talk about Beyond the Wire. But, like, just talking about all these games and all the, the genre almost as a whole, Beyond the Wire is going to be the one that, that should really surprise us. And that's why I keep saying that we should keep our, keep our eye on it. But let's let's get, let's let's dial it back. Let's dial it back. Yeah, no, beyond the war. Hey, we're talking. That's a whole different war, sir. All a right, we're talking about war. World War Two. Yeah. All right. But I, I think like if we, it, it it's it is just it's frustrating, and I, I think when we do look at it, it it's really what what almost culminates in this frustration is that uh, we. I don't know if we mentioned it at the beginning or maybe we we teased it last time, but Postscriptum came out with Chapter Z, which was the Halloween event. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know if you played it, but I played it. And I actually, I had a lot of fun with it. I, I think it was it was a really fun event, like especially for a Halloween uh, sale. I think it was 50% off sale. They had a free weekend uh, promoting the game. And it was something that was, obviously, if if you're looking for Postscriptum content, you're going to be saying, okay, this is nice. This people, some people might think it's gimmicky because it's zombies and all this stuff, but they're kind of like, hey, devs, why can't you, you know, make uh, make the Eastern Front while you're using all this dev time? But I did think it was like a nice way to just hang out a little, a little bit, take take a take a step back and say, hey, kind of earlier this year, we kind of got ourselves in a tough spot as maybe a studio, as maybe as a game. Let's just have fun with a, an event. And so I do think that was it was fun for what it was. I had fun in the games. I enjoyed both being a zombie and being the survival. I just know there's probably a good amount of people 
out there who are just like, why? Like, why? <laughs> because it, it almost, it, I, I was listening to some people and it, it almost feels just not cheap, bad, just wrong. They're like ill-timed. It's like, how, how dare they do this, right? When half of the devs leave and all this. It's like, I, I get that sentiment because a game that people have loved for the past couple of years seems like the, the community is leaving a little bit. They're moving on to other things. I, I get that we should have almost an event like this. I just wish there was more content between Karen Tan and Chapter Z that people could look to and say, yes, I think this is a positive thing. I think, you know, having the Chapter Z event is fun, not, hey, we haven't gotten any content in six months, and now we have zombies for two days. I don't know what the future is going to hold, but at least we got zombies. So it, it's this kind of like, it's almost a disconnect, I feel, between the community's feelings on the game and the devs' uh, maybe idea or their development of the game and maybe where they should go. And it it really, it just, I, I just, I keep looking at what Hell at Loose is doing with Team 17, and it's just, the finger on the pulse of their community is completely different. It, they, they got it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like it's just, it's just oh, I, I'm so frustrated. I, I love, I love the game. I, I like the devs. I just, I don't know what else to do, you know? Yeah, no, it's, it's, oh, it, it's sad. It, it really is sad when you, when you look at it, because I see the potential in every game I play because that's who I am. That's why I like these games. That's why I like gaming is because I like the games. I want to like the games and I want to see how they can be played uh, or, or, or developed so they're going to be more fun like I see the best in most of the games that I play so when I look at Beyond the Wire I look at Postscriptum I look at Squad I look like I look at Hell at Loose my brain automatically is going to they can make this better I kind of know how they can do it and I want them to get there I want because I want more good games who doesn't want more good games you know what I mean so yeah, exactly. it, it's sad when 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 you see things happen and 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 granted like these guys aren't perfect these studios aren't perfect they're gonna make mistakes but it's sad to see a studio like postscriptum take hits so hard and not have an answer because like you said with chapter z like i got that sentiment it's like you don't hear much about postscriptum for a while and then they release this and it's like special stuff is nice and special when you have like a main thing to go along with it you know what I mean? When you have the main thing and then you have that little special holiday event, that's awesome. But when you don't have that main thing and you just have that special holiday event, it feels like a gimmick, right? That's that's what I'd say. It feels like a gimmick. Um, and it's, it's kind of just like it's cool because when we look at it, at the end of the day, we are getting new content. It is new. It might not be like remotely anything of what we wanted but but it's 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 new it's new i can't bash it because they are adding stuff in so the only critique i can give is like this is not i think this isn't what i think the majority of your player base is really looking for and maybe you know the direction is that postscriptum is looking to wind down right i think i think the general understanding from the community is that like after the sdk that's all the development for ps and it's just for me it's just sad because i i really wanted the game to explode i think it had so much momentum it had so many features but like when hell at loose comes along and you have competition that's directly in line with your with your niche 
and they they come out swinging hard they come out with better uh marketing they come out with uh more more uh ambitious ideas i guess you could say and they are just the momentum the pure momentum that hell that loose has and they're not slowing down at all man that is a tough fight and i gotta i yeah. do have to i have to commend uh, periscope for like fighting as much as i could but man hell at loose just it, it came out swinging i've said it before i've said it so many times this podcast and they're they're just they're really trugging along they're trying to they're trying to change the landscape it really feels like that too you know when you think about hell at loose it feels like they're trying to make moves you know and change up the landscape so good props to them i want to see other games come out and iterate and improve like beyond the wire you, you come on you, you got it <laughs> you got it just just you know make it make it different and they are the game modes feel different the gameplay feels different they're they're, they're changing things up so we'll see so where do, that do you goes. think do you think like because here's the thing like once again like i uh, i you do you didn't you weren't able to play uh chapter z were you i so here's my impressions of chapter z i loaded in it was like okay this is cool um it's night but then like it's not historical because you get access to all the weapons and i mean you're playing zombies anyways but the, it, it's, Wait, it's okay. kind of like you're, a, you're it's not historical is is i'm an american and i can use a car 98k yes, not the whole uh, yeah. the living undead well, type thing okay well, I mean, <laughs> okay i just wanted to understand where our compass is on this i would like i i mean uh, yeah because that makes it feel even more like a game mode and oh my god this this reminds me of why i don't like sandstorm insurgency sandstorm is because that started turning into like gimmicky like random crap too like oh god that's a whole different conversation but yeah like i feel like Postscriptum was known for its historical accuracy, right? So if you're going to play a game like PS and you're going to add zombies, I don't know. It just feels so... <laughs> I feel like so you're about to say, like... I, it, it, it's weird because it's like if... I honestly feel like if we had the same content injection and frequent updates and positivity that we... Like if Hell Let Loose did a Chapter Z, I feel like people would be super pumped for it. I'm not saying people weren't pumped for Postscriptum, but there was a significant at least vibe that i got that people were like okay uh cool but uh hell at loose is coming out with all this stuff what about you guys and, and like chapter z you could have had the hurt gen forest overrun with you know freaking zombies and hell at loose would would people would love it they'd have fun with it okay cool this is a nice little event that we can have before we get into the eastern front mm -hmm. before we get those transport vehicles before mm -hmm. we get i mean they there's so many things that people can say, okay, at least we have this and this is fun. Whereas, yeah, it, it does just seem, uh, if I heard people just say it with, it's like, you just heard it in their voice or kind of like, why we are having fun. I had people on my discord that were trying to team up and go in and play and try to jump in the server. The easy company server had just crazy cues to play this game. It was generally fun, but then the weekend ends and you don't load the game back up because you don't have anything to go to. Yeah, I nothing else. I guess it's just I I and that's probably a personal thing, like reacting adversely to like gimmicky things. I mean, that might just be a personal thing for my, but that's my opinion. That was my impressions of like it felt out of touch with what the community wanted because the community wants something else, right? Hell at loose can get away with it because they're providing that, right? They're providing that initial Definitely, like. Yeah like desire from the community for like more content easter front right but 
God, we this one was like this podcast was pretty intense. We got into so many different topics. The tickets, comparing Hell at Lisbon. There's so much information in this one. I know you only said modding, I think, twice too. So that's I know, we're, right? We're, we're improving here. <laughs> but yeah, it was oh god, so much to look forward to as far as beyond the wire hell at loose i really hope that you know postscriptum can prove me wrong and maybe they're working on this ultra secret project chapter that they're going to release and it's like the pacific and it's the eastern front and it's i'd it's, be down <laughs> man i'd play it in a heartbeat that's something i want is an is a current gen pacific uh tactical shooter because i don't think last one we got was what call of duty world at war that that's not tactical though but that was like the last pacific shooter we got um or rising storm yep. 2 right so I yeah, would like right to see too. I would like to see a new generation Pacific theater just because I think that environment like that uh, terrain is I think that's a really interesting opens up a lot of really interesting possibilities for gameplay just because like the, the island the the whole tropical feel I don't think there's any game that offers anything remotely close to that biome right No no I, I I'm trying to think. And really, the last time it, the the Pacific itself would be incredible. Like I would love to. Dude, we were we were talking about Beyond the Wire and what Anson Court felt like the Pacific, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Th- that type of stuff. Yeah, no, it's this. I I wish. Um, I am. I love the game. I'm always going to be a glass half full type of guy with this game. But uh, the glass is slowly getting emptier mm-hmm. uh, as as time goes on. You know yeah and it's oh god i had such high hopes i really did i i I thought postscriptum was going to be the new the new shit right because they had all those features they had so many features they had so many it's so sad it's so sad don't make a game i know it's crazy it's crazy that's the sentiment if anything features aren't enough to carry your game because like I remember just playing Postscriptum and going like, oh God, this this has so many more features in squad that just need to be in squad right now, but it wasn't enough yeah. to carry it. So that that was a huge eye-opener, I guess, for me as well um, as, as the studio. So that was, yeah, lessons learned, I guess. Lessons learned, right? Ugh. Yeah. It, it's, it's, I think though, uh, moving forward, I mean, I'm, I'm still going to be keeping an eye out on what Postscriptum has to offer. Uh, as we said, there's some things I do know, you know, the, the devs leaving, it took a big hit on the studio. I do know, I mean, a game can't live forever and especially one that has limited content and now probably a bit smaller team to work with. So I do hope they get into a position where at least they can release the SDK and the community because it does have a really good, strong community. So yeah, a dedicated a community. Exactly. Really dedicated. They, they can take that I, I've seen pictures and images of the, the Eastern Front, Africa, things like this. I mean, if they if they can at least get to the point where they release an SDK, a stable SDK, optimize it to the best of their ability, and then hand it over to the community, I think people will be sad. I don't think they'll be mad. You know, they can take that and then make it into their own, uh, you know, postscriptum 2.0 and and they they can live along in the community mm-hmm. if we were to end today and we did not have the sdk i think then it would really just be a very sour experience for everybody yeah i think uh like so many dedicated communities i know even ops wants that sdk so we can do a lot of you know cheeky stuff with it and uh, <laughs> first podcast episode you know how much i love modding so <laughs> wait wait do you uh, do you make mods do you like mods <laughs> 
We're gonna I get some other mods, said it two dude. Times, and then a couple minutes later, at the at the end, you say it again. Mm -hmm. Just a reminder, oh, guys, we do have that guys. we have that mod event this Saturday. Join us, Moy and I are gonna be playing Ocus November seventh, oh four p.m. PST. Yeah, yeah. I I honestly can't wait for that. That's gonna be a lot of. It's fun. gonna be. I, I think the server's gonna be packed. I think uh, I, I was checking the Ocus Discord today. I think over a hundred people joined in like an hour after that announcement went out. So it's gonna, gonna be, be popped. It's gonna be packed. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I I, I think it's gonna be pretty interesting. Yeah. No. It, it's. I'm I'm excited. Should be great. Uh, next week, I do think we will have probably something related to tactical shooters. This the big three are Hell at Loose, <laughs> Postscriptum, and then squad obviously we snuck some beyond the wire in but i i, I kind of want to take a, a kind of a, a step back and look at our landscape and say hey could we dive into squad a bit more or is there something new and exciting maybe some updates but i think uh i don't know about you but this is is going to be a teaser of uh hey you have to tune in next time to find out what we're going to talk about yeah I, I i feel like i feel like it might have something to do with the the whole modding situation after uh, after this oh, weekend no so way. we'll take no a look way. <laughs> we'll see what we'll see what happens supposed to be the tease. you're supposed to keep it just a little in front all right yeah we'll most likely be uh be talking about the wonderful experience saturday that you guys can definitely join well we'll have the link in the description below so please feel free come join it should be unique squad experience unique, should be definitely. unique yeah but yeah, once again, Moy, a great episode. Tell the people where they can find your content. You can find me Monday through Friday streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash moydog. And I update, update, upload regularly on YouTube at youtube.com slash moydog. Awesome, awesome. And as always, guys, you know where to find me, youtube.com slash karmacut. And that's pretty much going to wrap up episode three my god we're we're speeding along here an episode a week every week i'm loving it man it's, it's great it. it's good stuff i'm having a lot of fun with this and i hope uh, i hope you viewers are too guys thank you so much for listening i do appreciate it and as always remember that you can find us and follow us spotify google podcasts uh youtube twitter all that good stuff and until next time guys take it easy take care and we'll see you next time